once and someone commented something like, you know, I like like how like I'm just letting having an open relationship so he can continue doing what he's doing. And I'm like, girl, I want to do what I want to do. And like, if he (laughs) whatever, I'm like, no, 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 this is about me. Hello and welcome to another episode of Goddess Hangs. Episode number 60. Woo! I was going to say we made it to another decade, but I meant another, you know, (laughs) multiple of 10. Another milestone. (laughs) We are here and ready to kick off the month of Of love. love. (laughs) We're going to chat and tell all. Mm about our relationships <laughs> lots of juicy juicy fun to t- to chat about uh but first let's introduce ourselves i'm sadie i'm juliet obviously. obviously and we created goddess hangs podcast to make the world of mindset manifestation and magic more relatable and, and fun <laughs> <laughs> we also like saying things in, in unison unison i was like unity that was a big word <laughs> nailing it i i'm a little out of it today because i had to wake up at 3 30 in the morning to take craig to the airport and you know when you like get up even though you get to go back to sleep you just feel weird after that you're talking to the wrong person it's like i've never done that in my life i sleep as long as i want to sleep every night of my life if i get up early i just go right back to sleep but it is weird. It is weird when you like go in your car and do something and then come back. Yeah, and, it's like yeah. discombobulating. Big yeah, word. Sadie's been doing like some um, country line dancing in the living room. The neighbors have been seeing it. <laughs> we made eye contact and he laughed mm-hmm. at me. So, <laughs> yeah, we're definitely the weird neighbors. I was telling Juliet because our door is always open and we ha- it's like our door and then two huge gigantic windows. And I always have the door open and, you know, Craig and I are both pretty weird and always dancing around and goofing around and we we get caught by the neighbors a lot and they have a good laugh with us. We're like, Aww, you're bringing joy to the neighborhood. <laughs> I think so. That's what I think is between us here. and the cats, you know, mm-hmm. fan faves. Fan faves. <laughs> so before we dive into this week's topic, what's new with you, Juliet? Ooh, well, I just got back from San Diego. Yes, and I got to have a very special moment with some very special friends. Ooh. The sea lions. (gasps) The sea lions. They are, they are like, okay, top two favorite ocean animals, Mm -hmm. dolphins and sea lions. They just want to cuddle and swim and then cuddle some more. And they're just like so squishy and cute looking. I know. I feel like I relate to them. I just want to like poke them in a nice way not in an annoying way like they just look so squish no so i had this really you know very juliet-esque moment where i sat down and i did my little i closed my eyes i breathed in and i imagined sending each of them because there was this cuddle puddle in front of me love and just acknowledgement and then this one kind of lifted his head and looked at me or they were probably all females actually she lifted her head she looked at me and i felt in my heart that she said we wish you luck on your journey (laughs) chills let's insert a photo here of you at the sea lions there's a photo oh there they 
are. Of course, I respect them. I don't go to, I don't touch them. I don't. <laughs> I'm like, I want to poke one. I never would, but I just, yeah. they look squishy and cute. Oh, it was just a beautiful <laughs> moment. And then, of course, we went to see um, Victor's brother um, in his in his band we saw them perform and we stayed at the oldest hotel in san diego we stayed at the u.s grant hotel which the whole lobby was a historical tour pretty much the the hotel offered history tours and i was like victor we have to go on the tour and he's like did we (laughs) i'm a tour gal we would travel well together oh my gosh so i took myself (laughs) on a tour um and i read every plaque me too you know like i love diving in and take pictures of them even though i never look back on the plaques mm-hmm. after the time <laughs> so it was it was um 14 presidents have stayed at this hotel wow. and albert einstein stayed at this hotel it was great so it was like this beautiful beautiful overnight experience staying at this wonderful place and then we got to walk around and um the show that his brother was playing was in the, the gas lamp district i'm not super familiar with san diego i've been there like just a handful of times but not really so i was just adjusting it she can't like, touch, don't it. touch the mic because everybody here <laughs> i'm sorry i felt like it was too close to my face no, um, fine. <laughs> i've only been there a handful of times and mostly just like in and out because it's like for craig's show and we dip right away so it's a wild street mm. i'll tell you what I, w- I walked through i thought i was like it was just so much going on it was you would have thought it was like new year's eve ah uh, yeah i had that experience this weekend too so tell me so that was my i talked to some sea lions and um i heard a band tell me about your um new orleans trip new orleans oh my gosh it was so magical i did almost everything i set out to do the only thing that i missed that i didn't do was a tour of a cemetery Um, because that's like a must do in new orleans uh it's a swamp so all of the tombs are above ground otherwise whenever it floods the they would get lifted out of the ground i guess that's why if i'm missing some other part of that but i'm pretty sure um but we didn't get to go to the cemetery but we did do another tour but it was so fun we went for my friend Haley's golden 30th birthday she turned 30 on the 30th and um so the first night we got there friday we went to bourbon street which is the street i'm like oh that's the street i went to that was like that (laughs) so bourbon street is insane uh i only needed to spend one night there got i got very very drunk (laughs) they um it's just it's just a wild and crazy street just bar 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 club 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 like in new orleans you can um have open containers on the street so like you can order a drink at one bar leave with the drink and then like walk into a different bar with your drink and keep drinking it it was crazy it was so bizarre (laughs) uh it was so fun but i only needed one night of that and then we did a bad bitches of new orleans ghost tour that was Mm. super interesting it was a walking tour like outside at night so we walked to all these um different places in the French Quarter, which is like, they're sort of like touristy neighborhood, tons of shops and must do things there. And we saw, um, like we were like on a certain street, we saw this convent, we saw these historical homes um, and inn. And there was always stories about like, some of the women were like 
evil and some of the women were like badass and awesome and cool so there was like a mix Um, but the stories were so interesting and New Orleans was just I mean it still is a wild (laughs) you kind of feel like when you're there like oh there's no rules here it's kind of how it feels and it's always been that way like it was it there's always just been a, a lot happening there but it was so interesting and um the most exciting person that I had heard of before but didn't know a lot about, um, but I learned and saw the home of Marie Laveau, who is the uh, voodoo high priestess. She was described as sort of like um, the Pope sort of level of, but of voodoo. So people looked up to her and um, it was so cool. So her original house is no longer standing, but the house that's built in the spot where she lived has like the original foundation and it's said to be um, haunted by her ghost. Mm. And um, when we were there, my ears were like ringing off the hook. It was so interesting. And I just feel so called to like learn everything about her um, because I don't know, she just seems like so powerful and so cool and uh, you know, she came and had so much power in New Orleans in like a time where women didn't have power and especially black women didn't have power and mm-hmm. she made her own way and like became this like just incredible figure in history. So I'm so excited to learn more about her. And then we went to the uh, Marie Laveau voodoo shop which was so fun. I got a spell candle for us to use. I'm excited. And um, a book about Marie Laveau and a postcard. And um, it was so fun. We spent lots of time in the French Quarter. We went to Cafe du Monde, which is like the must-go for coffee. And I still don't know how to say it. Beignets? 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 (laughs) Beignets, yes. Like, I still don't understand. We kept joking and calling them bidets because we couldn't figure out how to say it. (laughs) Um, Delicious. Um, We did lots of shopping in the French Quarter. There's a really cool, like, market. I got this beautiful, huge jade mortar and pestle. Um, And then we went to this other street called Frenchman Street, and it's, like, two blocks of just live jazz clubs. So, like, seven, eight, nine people on the stage, saxophone, trombone, trumpet, Mm. keyboard, you know, bass guitar, guitar, whatever, everything. Just crazy. And you just walk in and out of every club, and every club has a band there that is just absolutely incredible. Um, And we discovered that on the last night there. We're like, man, if we would have known about this street, we would have been here every night. Like, it was so fun. (sighs) Um, and we kept joking. We're like, we're high on jazz because we were just we were so jazzed. Quite literally, we loved it so much. Like it was our last night there, and we're like, oh, we'll go home early. We just want to check this out, and we stayed there for hours because it was just the energy. It was so fun. Um, so yeah, I I went on a haunted tour. I went shopping, saw the French Quarter, ate so much good food. Mm. Oh my gosh, jambalaya! Wow. Um, I did almost everything I wanted to do except the cemetery tour, but it's somewhere I would definitely go back to such a culture of magic and, you know, we love haunted things and, um, yeah, I would, I would definitely go back. Oh my gosh. I want to go with you. Yeah. We would have a blast there. feels like a good goddess hangs field trip. I went to a vampire shop. Oh, it was so cool. I got a little pendulum disc there and yeah, it was... It was so fun. It was so magical. Um, I definitely want to go back. I'll... Did you go to the tomb 
or I don't know if that's the right word, the place where Marie Laveau's body is said to be, like, allegedly. Yeah, so um, she's in, I think it's called St. John's One Cemetery, and you you can't just publicly walk through them anymore. You have to get in a tour, so I did okay. not take the tour. But, um, you know, because you said you did a report on Marie Laveau. And I'm trying to remember things, and I remember the, the big white, I don't know the word for it, box. That's not the right word. Yeah. And and there were like tally marks all over it. What do you remember anything about like what's with the tally marks? So I don't I don't remember. So the tour guide didn't tell us anything about tally marks on our tomb, but she explained how one thing about the very magical voodoo high priestess Marie mm-hmm. Laveau was that she was said to be immortal because after she passed. Um, that she was still seen walking the streets and helping people. Oh. But her daughter was also named Marie Laveau. Oh, yes. It was a spitting image of her. So when people would walk up to her and say, are you Marie Laveau? They, of course, meant the mom, but she would say yes and continue on her mom's work and never made the distinction like, I'm the daughter. Oh, this is ringing some bells. Mm -hmm. I had to do... A, I don't know what class this was for. It was something at UCLA, and I had to. I was supposed to do like a twenty-page paper, and I was in this this major called World Arts and Cultures, where we could kind of tailor it to like other things. You'll see when I say this. So I said, would it be okay if I wrote a song about her instead, and like mm. just did like a little five-page write-up, like explaining the song? And my te- my professor said, Yeah, you can do that. And when my friends <laughs> caught wind of it. They're like, what? <laughs> and I would do that all the time. I'd be like, what if I like made this art instead? And like, what if I did God, this I love instead? That. And they were like, sure. It was fun. But I'll, I'll have to look up. I just remember there was something about like, I don't know if it was like the number five or that there was. I wonder if it's like people having threes. seen her after she passed or something. I feel like people would do the numbers like three tally. I don't know. We'll look it up look it up I'll have to look it up but yeah it's said that she walked the streets of new orleans for 150 years that's like the legend of marie laveau i love her yeah so i, I bought a book and i want to learn all about her and i really really want to see if there's like a voodoo shop here in la and go visit it it's just so interesting mm. and what i found so so interesting about new orleans voodoo is that so voodoo is a west african religion and practice and new orleans voodoo specifically is mixed with catholicism Mm -hmm. and you would never think that like catholic and something with like magic you know something witchy would be like this combined practice Uh, but one of the facts that i thought was so interesting was that one of marie laveau's um like said to be like her best friend and they worked closely together was um you know she was the high priestess of voodoo and then she worked closely with the sort of like head priest catholic priest of new orleans Ooh. and they were best friends so what an interesting you know combination to bring forward and i already like peeked through my book about marie, marie Laveau, and there's some like prayers in there and they sound very catholic like the way we pray you know because i grew up catholic oh here's boo coming to join hi you coming up here pick a lady there you go um <laughs> but yeah they, they they definitely like the the way um prayers are written in that book that i've kind of peeked at that i bought 
you know, sound very, very uh, Catholic inspired, if that makes sense, you know, the way that like some of our prayers that we say in church are. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested just to learn more, like, you know, it's not going to, I'm not going to be like a voodoo priestess now. I don't think that's, (laughs) I mean, I I want to learn more about it because it's so, so, so interesting. And it was so inspiring to just learn about a new branch of magic um, that I'm not familiar with but of course so many similarities you know from things I have learned about so it was so cool and I just feel really inspired to like learn more I love that I feel like I was reading and I could be confusing it with hoodoo which is the Haitian Mm -hmm. um, practice one of them is closed or certain parts of them are closed so I, I think we would have to find one that is distinctions yeah yeah. um but oh the other thing i did is i got a reading so it's really fun in all the park areas there's just tables of people that are tarot readers psychic readers and voodoo priests and priestesses that you can just walk up to you know they're just casual got their table (laughs) in the park i love that so i went and got a reading from someone which was okay (laughs) you know was it was it a little bit like that reading we got that one time you know what i will say it was all very positive uplifting it was not like that but um just not correct (laughs) you know i imagine it's like if you're a hairdresser and you're really picky about which hairdresser you go to because Mm -hmm. you know this the art to it can you can you get comfy please thank you (laughs) um like she was so sweet and did pick up on a few things but like asked a lot of questions or like what are your questions and the way you and I do readings right we're like don't ask don't tell me too much don't ask me too much give me a general idea but you know she was like is there anyone you want to connect to in spirit and I was like shouldn't you be telling me (laughs) who I'm connecting (laughs) to um so I said oh you know sure you my mom and and so she's like is there anything you want to say to your mom right now and I'm like oh I, I talk to her all the time I'm good like, <laughs> but she did pick up on she was like I feel like your mom has a really like goofy sense of humor she definitely picked up on things about my mom that were um her personality but then she said some things where I was like okay don't know what that means and then um she was like okay write down like three to five questions and I was like I kind of just wanted a reading I didn't really come but I was like okay so I was like um what's next and like or like is what's the energy around my business what do I need to know with my business and she was like I'm seeing like the packaging like we need to level up the packaging and da 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 and I'm like I don't sell physical goods so that's not correct (laughs) I was like Wow. I didn't tell her that. I'm trying to think. I was like, we saw the deck, but she was, she was like, I'm seeing like the envelope and the, and the this and here and whatever. And I was trying to connect it to selling the decks, but I was like, it's not that important. We have some high level packaging. Yeah. I was like, that just can't, you know, I don't know, whatever. And then I asked, oh, what, oh, what I thought was interesting Mm -hmm. was I did ask about, I was like, um, the energy around my podcast I have with Juliet. And she said, um, 
she said she was like well i'm 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 getting that it's going to be international and it's going to be translated into multiple languages and i was like not not a lot else was correct but i'm going to grasp that sure. one and say sure <laughs> let's make that happen sure thing. <laughs> i like her um but then she like led me through a nice meditation and um so it was still a nice experience and it you know it was a low cost reading but i was sometimes you know we i think we both can sort of experience imposter syndrome and what we do mm-hmm. and then to go to someone else and you're like oh no i'm good <laughs> that's yes i received the voice memo from you yeah, like, yeah so i just had a reading and we're actually quite good at reading yeah um because sometimes you just are like who am i to think that i i do that but it, yeah but it was fun um i kind of wish i would have went to like a tarot reader instead but i kind of just wanted to see what came up but it was so meant to be that you went to this one because it gave you some um confidence yeah some validation and then what was really cool my friend Haley went to um a different person in that same park area that was a voodoo priest and instead of a reading he said what's your problem what do you want to what do you want to fix in your life what do you want to change in your life and he gave her the spell to work. Oh, I was like, man, I should have done that instead. It sounded so cool. So I'm not going to share the personal details. But so so she bought like what she needed from him. But it ended up being only a little bit more than like what I paid for the reading. So it was very, but it, it was just cool. She did it on her own. We didn't listen in, but she was telling us. And she left, came back to us with like this like big candle and this like bag of what appeared to be ash and like one other thing and he was like you know set this up in this way Mm -hmm. facing the mirror say this do this for seven days like it was very specific so basically basically um she like bought a spell from the voodoo priest so i love that i'm excited to then she was like i don't know if i'm ready to work this spell i'm nervous um but i'm excited to hear how that goes when she decides she's ready to work the spell and um yeah it was it was just yeah i love visiting a city that is so happy to be that city you know what i mean oh yeah like new orleans like everything has their little um what's that thing like the floor the three uh, design thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think it's called a floor. I don't know. Floor. Floor. I don't know. <laughs> They're like little um, design on everything. Everything's in like green, purple, and yellow. Everything's got its decorations. Like New Orleans is just so in love with being New Orleans. You know, it's a touristy location, of course, but um, it's just so fun. And it, the, so many of the houses are painted like bright wild colors and it's there's so much history there so many old buildings so many ghosts it was just magical i'm so happy you got to go do that yeah it was it was really cool oh boo is boo is relaxed you know she's finally settled (laughs) took her a second but we got got there we We got got her there (laughs) oh sweet girl little lady boo are you ready to talk about relationships oh my goodness this is going to be a very personal episode. Yeah, are you ready? No. Should we pull a card first? <laughs> yes. Okay. We'll transition. <laughs> Intuitive Magic Oracle Deck. The it's... name speaks for itself. 
I was going to say, it's the deck. <laughs> the deck you've all been waiting for. The top choice of all your favorite people. Intuitive you know, Magic Oracle we deck. We have been selling a lot of these. I know. It's um, really exciting. Craig, like, is just the sweetest most organized man and so i just keep a couple in the house with like my little packaging thing he made me this bucket that everything is housed <laughs> in so i pull it out when it's time to pack some up and um then the the majority of the decks stay in the garage in like a box mm-hmm. and i was like oh like uh is there a lot left and he was like yeah yeah there's a lot left but i went out there and locked and there's just like one bin of them left like it's not <gasps> that many we don't need to reorder quite yet but pretty okay. soon okay get in there man it's pretty crazy um so this is our beautiful deck that we created all by ourselves yes we, we put so much love and intention to every single card so i want to set the intention that this is sort of a guidance for us all to tune into when it comes to our self-love journey and maybe also energy to take a look at with our partners. I'm going to take a couple. Oh, okay. So when I said partners, clarity came up. The answers you seek are already within you. Allow your intuition to take the wheel. So what this means to me is, one, if you are in a partnership, in a romantic partnership, that... It's really important to be clear about what you want, your expectations mm-hmm. with your partner. Uh, believe it or not, no matter how well your partner knows you, they cannot read your mind. What? And it's a lot easier for everyone if you speak up <laughs> and are clear. And if you're not in a partnership, or maybe even if you are and you're like, well, I don't, I don't know. I know that I'm, I'm looking for something, but I don't know what that is. It's time to get really clear with yourself. Mm-hmm. The answers you seek, your desires, they're already in you. It's not something that has to be dropped down from above or an answer that's going to come at you from the outside world. What you desire, what you need, um, it's all within you. So trusting your intuition and being really clear outwardly about what your needs are, what your desires are. Um, clarity. Anything you want to add to that? I love that. I think that's perfect. And then I love this. And I think this one is connected to self-love. We pulled the Creatrix card. You are a remarkable co-creator with the universe. Magnify your magic. Make art. Ooh, I love that. It's like you get to create, you get to co-create the love the life the romantic moments of your dreams Mm -hmm. you have more power than you think you do i love it and it's such an act of love to allow yourself to create just for the sake of creating Mm -hmm. i know i've been doing more like painting and crafty stuff and i i just promised myself i'm like i don't have to share any of this so i'm it's it's so freeing like just to create for the sake of creating it's it's really just made me feel more like myself good that's the whole point so what do you want to create this month this keeps falling over there we go there we go it's the packaging no the packaging (laughs) is perfect (laughs) intuitive magic oracle intuitive magic oracle order yours today you're going to love it you will love how sadie packages it with her rose petals, her glitter, her little 
unicorn confettis. Yes. She signs it for both of us. It's very special. The one I packed yesterday got a lot of unicorn confetti because it all fell out. And I said, you know what? This person needed some more unicorn magic in their life, I think. Oh. So they got a lot. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to you. Um, uh, let's also chat about our Patreon really quickly because mm. some really incredible changes are coming and we have a really juicy, fun coven meeting this month. Okay, let's start with the coven meeting. Yes. So we have two tiers in our Patreon and the, the second tier is the coven where we host a once a month live meeting on Zoom. Uh, it's always the last Wednesday of the month around 5.30 or 6 p.m. PST. And this month we're going to be working a love spell together and learning about sex magic. Which as we've detailed, Sadie is quite the expert in. <laughs> I've been practicing it for, uh, geez, I think I started really leaning into practicing sex magic regularly in August. And since August, a lot has happened. I know. I always tell her, I'm like, whatever you're doing, just keep, keep doing, doing it. it. <laughs> don't, please don't stop. <laughs> I'll be like, like Julia and I will meet up for a meeting. I'm like, don't worry. I practiced my sex magic this morning. And she's like, all right. I'm like, good. Here's... <laughs> Here's the spreadsheet. <laughs> but you know, both jobs are important. Yep. yep. I, I, I do value <laughs> that you bring that to the I table. I put in a lot of work. I'm not right. I am putting in the work, you know? Yes, she is. Um, yes, but it's is. sexy, it's fun, and boy, is it effective. <laughs> it really is. You heard it here. <laughs> and if you want to know more about what I'm talking about, you're going to have to join the coven. It's mm -hmm. going to be so fun. I can't wait to chat about it and how it's worked magic in my life and our lives. <laughs> yeah. Hers uh, is potent enough for mine, too. <laughs> and it's going to be super, super fun. Uh, it's every month that we meet it's so fun and when you join you actually have access to all the replays of the past month so mm -hmm. um you can check out our pendulum workshop we did which the girls are still talking about how much it blew their mind <laughs> so get on get in on that um and so much more uh to check out we also have some big changes coming to the general goddess bff patreon so as you all know we've been a group chat on telegram for about what is it like four five it's months like under four months less than four months mm -hmm. we thought we'll do telegram for about a year at some <laughs> point we're gonna outgrow it well four months or so we've already outgrown telegram it's getting mm -hmm. pretty uh it's just a lot and we're listening to feedback from our goddesses that it's a little bit overwhelming to keep up with so many group chats. It's a little more difficult to keep organized as, mm -hmm. as much as we try to. So if you join the Patreon this month, you will still get access to the Telegram because we know that that experience is unique and it's really fun and we want to give you the option to see what that's like. However, Juliet, do you want to describe what we're moving oh, to? A bigger, better, juicier platform. I'm so excited. Okay, okay. This is all I've been thinking about. Basically, we are, we're moving on up. We're graduating from, from elementary school and... <laughs> 
we got I through kindergarten <laughs> elementary school i pictured it like the telegram has been like this cute little goddess house mm-hmm. and we're moving up to like the goddess mansion oh yes okay the luxury goddess mansion with room to grow mm-hmm. and expand and create an even chills. more immersive experience so basically there are some new things just so you know, maybe you're familiar with this platform, but we are moving over to Discord. Discord. Discord is so perfectly organized. Mm-hmm. It cuts the um, the percentage of you being overwhelmed by at least half. <laughs> by 50% or more. <laughs> Guaranteed. Statistics. I don't know how we can measure that, but we're guaranteeing it. The organization is pristine there are sections that you will know where to find them and there's there's areas for just hanging out that's where we're going to have spicy chat relationship chat um spicy chat is the sexy chat oh yeah we like spicy chat (laughs) we have a place to share your outfit of the day because that's been very popular Mm -hmm. we have photos of your pets, all these things. Then we have a whole section, a whole category that's called diving deeper. Mm -hmm. And that's where we have spells, deity work, shadow work, um, seeking support. If you're having a hard day, you need a shoulder to lean on. We also have a grief and loss Mm -hmm. um, area. So there's all these areas. And then this is the cherry. Oh my God, I'm so excited about this. On the top. So Discord allows you to have live voice or video conversations in real time with other members. So you guys, you girls, you gals, you goddesses can be hanging out in a particular room and say, hey, why don't we go hang out in the citrine room, the amethyst room, Mm -hmm. the we have fun little crystal names for them. And then everybody who wants to goes over there, and that's where a lively live discussion can take place. You can talk in real time, like you're on a group phone call with your best friends. Mm-hmm. We also have an area for the book club where they get to meet up in mm-hmm. real time. Nobody has to coordinate separate Zoom links anymore. Yep. We also um, have an area where if somebody wants to coordinate, hey, like tonight we're going to watch this you know documentary or this spooky movie mm-hmm. somebody can stream it and as many people as as desire can go in and watch in real time together and you got and we can create this like real life it's like a it's like a mansion with all these different rooms yes and there's also a new feature that we've added called Sadie and Juliet's diary mm-hmm. so there's going to be a section that's going to be really clean where it'll just be posts from Sadie and, and me, mm-hmm. where we're gonna share our behind the scenes things, maybe pages out of our journals, mm-hmm. anything really personal that we wouldn't put on Instagram and that won't get buried in other chats. So it's yeah. going to be the state of the art goddess mansion discord. And I'm so excited to migrate yeah <laughs> all the girls up, super organized when you join patreon you don't have to join 15 different group chats as fun as those group chats are and have been um this time you just join one and you've got all of the mm-hmm. the links there or not links they're just all exist there already you don't have to join different links um and like we said the telegram isn't going anywhere it's still gonna exist so our current goddesses don't panic we're not deleting anything <laughs> um but julia and i will 
um, you know, we'll still check in with the Telegram, but we're going to be spending the vast majority of our time in the Discord. We're mm-hmm. so excited to meet you there. This is just going to be such a yummy level up. I'm so excited. You know. Um, this is, it's, I was, I was going to say, it's been a long time coming, but it's been like, <laughs> in the past month, we were just like, wow, okay, we're growing at such a fast rate that this Telegram isn't really sustainable anymore as like fun and different and cool, as cool as that was. Um we're so ready to to do it this new way and i'm like i feel really good about it and to have so much space for so many more goddesses to come Mm -hmm. in this is going to be we can have a thousand of you we can have a hundred thousand of you and it's going to be just so much more sustainable i think and there will be um a couple moderators floating around just keeping an eye on everything moving your mic a lot it might be causing oh stop that (laughs) like mother like daughter (laughs) grabbing the mic so that's the um the exciting patreon update yes so i think it's gonna be a blast i think if you're already a patreon member um it'll take all of five minutes to yeah um transition and acclimate and then you'll be like oh this is actually far easier yeah <laughs> you'll love app it. for your phone you can go on it on your computer just like telegram has both mm-hmm. um so yeah it's gonna be so great we're so excited and shout out to our creative assistant annalyn who <gasps> from the start suggested discord and we said no we're gonna do telegram <laughs> and we said no we're gonna do I'm it i'm glad way. we started out with telegram you know what it was so fun but <laughs> as we go on <laughs> We remember Telegram was, was fun, fun together. together. <laughs> but now it's, it's Discord <laughs> that we hang on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, join us on Patreon. Join us on Discord. We're so excited. I'm really excited for the live hangout because that just sounds really cool. And well, and fun. it's so fun because we well, there's an area for like just a general live hangout that you don't have to schedule. You could just pop in and see who's there. There's an area for deep thoughts. If anybody wants to go in and be like, has anybody ever thought about how we're the perfect distance from the sun and how for all of this to even exist? Like there's <laughs> places for that. And um, it's, it's just such an upgrade and so exciting and we truly believe in our hearts that you're going to love it and we're going to be very active on it and you might be in a call and Sadie and I might pop in Mm -hmm. and hang out with you like on a live phone call so you never know what could happen and we're definitely um I think just in the beginning especially Juliet and I will schedule a few like call hangouts just to like get everyone acclimated to the Mm -hmm. new space and chat so uh, make sure you join this month especially if you do want to see what the telegram is like because after February we're going to cut off the telegram again it's not going away but no new people will be joining the telegram section but if you join in February you can join both the telegram and the discord so yeah you want that experience and you want to see what it's like and you've been curious you must join this month. <laughs> this is your last chance. The train to, is leaving the station. Yep, to check out the telegram. But again, it's not going anywhere. But Juliet and I will be spending less and less time in the telegram and more and more time in the Discord. Mm-hmm. So 
We're very excited for that upgrade. And shout out to all of our amazing BFFs for the support and being with us through these growing pains and figuring it out. And just, we love you all so much. Yes, we love you very much. And we're going to have so much fun in Mm -hmm. our new platform. Yes. Oh, look at that boo girl. Boo's getting a little head massage. Oh, I like that. Look at her little her little paws. She's like, just like <laughs> comfy. Oh my gosh. So speaking of February, Valentine's Day is upon mm-hmm. us, the month of love. I mean in our hearts every month. Every month is, the is month a month of, of love. love. <laughs> but this is a special it's in our face a lot this month. And yeah. so we thought we've had our podcast for over a year and we've never truly done a deep dive into our personal lives Mm -hmm. (laughs) as far as relationships are concerned and so um go ahead sadie take it away (laughs) she's like you start um what do you want to know juliet well i want to know okay i want to start with maybe people who don't know like how you met craig Mm -hmm. and what sort of like mindset you were in when you met him Mm. and maybe how he was different than other people you have dated yeah so uh craig my boyfriend i think most of you know who my boyfriend is but craig conant is a comedian and when i first moved to la um, i had been living in santa barbara for a few years because i have family that lives there which is just a couple hours from la and i decided to move here for the job that i met Juliet at because I wanted to try out the big city (laughs) and when I first moved here I was really excited about being single Mm -hmm. in a big city because I was living in Santa Barbara and it got to be a small town very fast and I was like yes the world is my oyster and then I lived here for three weeks and then I met Craig (laughs) and all my dreams of being single in LA were dashed because we immediately (laughs) fell in love but um some like a piece of advice I like to give people is like just go do things that you enjoy and that inspire you and make you happy and excited because like you'll meet someone there that's super aligned with like Mm -hmm. what you enjoy and so when I first moved here um, I moved in with my friend and she like had like two or three weeks where she was traveling so I moved here and then just like didn't have her to hang out with so I started Mm -hmm. going to comedy shows by myself because I've always been a fan of uh, stand-up comedy when um, my mom passed like watching stand-up on like Netflix and stuff like really helped me through it like Mm -hmm. to me like stand-up comedy is so much more than a laugh like it really is meaningful it's really impactful it really saves lives I think just helping Mm -hmm. someone laugh Um, so anyway so I started going to shows by myself and it was actually on Craig's birthday um, I was at a show and it was so cute because at the show like the other comics surprised him and like lit a candle on stage and like the whole comedy club like saying him happy birthday and then after the show I was out on the sidewalk in front of the Laugh Factory in West Hollywood and um, I was like looking on my phone about to call an uber and like um his friend who i had like dm'd to like get on the guest list didn't know him just always would post in his stories like dm me for free guest list and he was like standing right next to me and so he we looked at each other and he went oh hi 
Sadie, right? And I was like, oh yeah, because I kept going to this show because I just, it was a free guest list. I wanted to go to comedy. And then he was friends with Craig and Craig walked up and then we met and I was like, oh, happy birthday, you know? And um, he was like, do you want to go get some pizza? And that's how we met. We met on his birthday in front of a comedy club. We went and got pizza. Um, and then he like gave me a ride home and he kissed me. And I, I remember I was like, what? <laughs> what just happened? And I like got into the house, like just like giggling and laughing. And at that point, my friend was back and I was like, oh my God, I just kissed a boy. And she's like, what do you mean? Who did you kiss? What are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, this. And I was like, ah, but you no, know, like I'm not going to date a comic. Like I want to keep being a fan of comedy. I don't want to date a comic, whatever. But he asked me to hang out. We kept hanging out. I remember the first time I went over to his apartment, I walked in and there were crystals everywhere. Wow. And I looked at him and I was like, crystals, huh? I was like, do you know that I work at like the most beautiful crystal store in the world? And we were like, no way. And like in that moment, I was like, "Uh oh, this is something. <laughs> like it just felt like so synchronistic, synchronistic. Like I mm-hmm. didn't know a lot about crystals before I moved to LA and started working at this crystal shop. I'd only been working there for like three weeks, met this guy, he's got an apartment full of crystals, you know? Um, And yeah, we fell in love really fast. We started spending so much time together. I, I mean, we, everything was just always so easy, like laughing and laughing and laughing. And I always loved that, like he believed in crystals and was into like, personal development and spirituality and things like that and this was at a point where I wasn't deep in it like now Mm -hmm. but being in the crystal store you know it was like a portal for opening Mm -hmm. up that kind of stuff we really I think like made each other grow which I think is really beautiful like we were both interested in both these things but maybe didn't commit ourselves fully to that sort of development yet and One thing I appreciated about Craig was that as that job sort of went on and it started being really draining and not what I wanted it to be and and really hard, Mm -hmm. there was, it was a long commute. It was like a lot of after hours getting texts and phone calls and it was just too much for me. And he always was just like my biggest cheerleader of me finding my own way, of me you know, he was so patient when I would stress and cry and, and have anxiety. And and then when um, I wanted to, you know, start a business, he was always like, you're going to be the best at that. You're going to kill it at that. You're going to, mm-hmm. of course you can be a witch. You're going to be the most famous witch in the world. Like <laughs> just always a thousand percent in it, but like totally meaning it and not just saying that. Whereas I think with like other partners, they were a lot more like I don't know like rational or like mm-hmm. sort of like dad energy like I just think of my dad of being like is that the smart decision is that re-, you know like is that really what you think is gonna work he's always just been you know he's a comedian for a living so of course he kind of yeah. is like you can do anything to make a living um some of the heavier part of our relationship that I haven't so if you listen to his podcast we talked about it together but it's been a while now, so I think it's okay 
we don't we like to talk about it together because it's I don't want to come off as like him being a bad guy or something but we did go through infidelity that's the word right Mm -hmm. and um it was like in the first year of us dating I didn't know and um back then I was very like now I'm so much more forward with like what I want and what my boundaries are and things like that back then I was a lot more timid and and not forward and like we never said oh we're boyfriend and girlfriend I was just kind of assumed Mm -hmm. but then he took that as like I get to keep doing whatever (laughs) Mm -hmm. whatever I want when I'm not around um so I found out about the cheating um the literal day we signed a lease together a one-year lease and I was like I had had suspicions before that but was convinced that that wasn't true and then I was praying for can somebody please come forward that can provide proof of this because I felt like I was crazy when I started doing the um psychic mentorship with Megan I started getting meditations like visions of these things happening having dreams and I thought I was I was going crazy because I was like why I'm supposed to be doing some positive thing why am I seeing this stuff um that was psychic mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course when you ask somebody I'm having a vision of this is there a reason for that it's very easy for them to say no, no. <laughs> um so anyway so I was asking and 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 praying for can I get some clarity on this why is this happening but of course ego arguing myself out of believing in these intuitive nudges um So we signed the lease for a year and then a girl DMs me and has text messages and things that very much solidify. And so he opened up about it. But to me, a woman who believes in signs from the universe, I was like, well, I've been praying for this for about three months. And I I received this confirmation that I so badly needed a day after I signed a lease. And I was like, I feel very strongly that if I had found out before, I would be like, no question, leave. But this felt like a very strong sign to me that it was like, this is something that needs to be worked on and you can leave whenever you want. But I felt very strongly that it was like, this is something that's worth sticking around for and and working on. Mm -hmm. So um fast forward it's been over a year since we found that out we had many many very hard months but i'm really glad that i stayed i'm so happy i stayed getting emotional because i'm really happy i stayed and it was so hard and it was so painful i understand like there's no excuse for what was going on but i understand Craig and sort of what was not healed in him and so why he did those things Mm -hmm. and no excuse for it but if anyone out there is someone who has stayed with someone who cheated like and questions if that is an okay thing to do like I feel like it's obviously all individual but it's to me it's very possible to get back to a place that feels really good so that happened. Any questions about that, Juliet? <laughs> well, I I just remember being totally oblivious mm-hmm. 
and you really kept it yeah inside I was embarrassed to tell anybody. Mm-hmm. I felt embarrassed. Like, I did, like, it was like, oh, I wasn't good enough. So that happened. Like, it was a reflection of me in some way, which is so not true. Right, which it's absolutely not. It was 1,000% a him thing. Mm-hmm. And not personal to me either. You know, like, it wasn't, like, I wasn't a good enough girlfriend. So he did that. or Because that's how I felt for a long time. I was like, I was like, I do this and and we have a great sex life and we you know like all of these things were so good like what was missing and he was like it wasn't about something missing you know for him as someone who had issues with addiction it was like chasing a high like Mm -hmm. the high that that gave him and having to unlearn that new form of addiction in a way oh hi Mr. Cat that was the cutest sound he's ever made (laughs) little squeak don't you scratch this chair um, so yeah, he he saw someone. We worked on it together a lot. But honestly, a lot of the work was us separately working on things, mm-hmm. and that's what made the biggest difference. And then coming together, healing ourselves, allowing us to be able to come together and have conversations and go through that healing without like the sort of like for me like defensiveness and like. Um, like the taking it personally side of it mm-hmm. and coming from a place of understanding of each other like him having to understand how angry I was for a long time and being okay with that and like managing that but then me knowing I can't be angry forever and I can't hold it over his head forever like if we're gonna stay together it has to be something that can't be brought up in every single fight of like well I'm right because you did that once or well not more than once <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, you have to really, and whether it's this kind of problem or another way you've been hurt in a relationship, if you want to stay with that person, it's like, you know, it took us many, many months to process it, but then at a certain point, it has to be done, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, we're not going to stay together for 50 years if every time I get upset, I revert back to saying something about that. So, um... I feel like completely forgiving of it now and I have for a little while now and that feels really, really good. Good. Um, And truthfully, it was more work on my own that got me there than us together, which is interesting. But there was definitely dual healing as well. And I'm very proud of the way he stepped up and just to have someone that's like willing to put in the work and and grow and and look inward and do that shadow work and and work on that healing rather than just say like oh I messed up I guess this is done you know Mm -hmm. so I'm very proud of Craig because he's grown so much and I'm very grateful to have a partner that is just as invested in like self-work and personal development and spirituality and yeah now everything is so great better than before because we're so brutally honest with each other and um yeah so this also probably sounds weird as someone that went through that but we now have an open relationship um and I know what you're thinking Sadie <laughs> you know it's so it's so easy to like 
try to zoom way out Mm -hmm. and come up with the assumption or the judgment that you're probably about to say. Yeah. But there's a real beauty in like, as long as you're doing what you truly want to do and you're where you truly want to be, it's nobody's business, you know? It's like, it's fine. Um, that's, That's something that's been really sort of powerful like I I've watched you become extremely empowered in mm. this situation mm-hmm. and feel so free and happy in it um, yeah. in a way that maybe that's what it should have been from the beginning right yeah yeah so this was not a solution to the other problem <laughs> but I did realize that a lot of my resentment that stuck around around that situation because I knew that his actions were not personal to me after a certain point like at first it did feel very personal but then I still had resentment sticking around and I was like you know what my resentment is about is that I moved to LA and I didn't want a boyfriend like I wanted to be flirty and date and have fun but then we fell in love and unbeknownst to me (laughs) He was still having his fun, flirty time. And I was resentful of that time Mm -hmm. that I could have had that too because I wasn't, I didn't, I've always wanted an open relationship. It's Mm -hmm. always been something with every partner I've had that I have felt very strongly pulled towards and never had the courage to voice because it sounds like such an absurd, out there, weird thing, I feel like. And it's not, because I'll tell you, once I became public about this, I've, you know, posted it on my Instagram stories. We did a podcast episode on his podcast, Community Service Pod. So many women have reached out to me saying either they have the courage to talk to their partner about it now, or they're already in an open relationship. These are married women, women that are dating, women with children, and they're so empowered. And them and their partner, you have to create a really safe secure space within your relationship of course and Craig and I put in a lot of work to create that after what we went through but it started out as like I think one of us made a joke about it I think he joked about it and I kind of looked at him I was like I mean I'd be kind of down and he was like really and I was like could you actually handle that he's like yeah (laughs) Um, And so it's been quite a few months now and it's great. I feel actually it's interesting because people are like, don't you feel anxiety like when he goes off on the road? Because our our rule is, you know, when we're like not in the same city, not in the not together. And um, I'm like, actually, I felt more anxiety when we were monogamous and he was gone because it would be breaking the rule. Right. Mm. But now that it's like not against the rules, I, I do not think about it. That's amazing. It's so weird. I know it's weird. <laughs> but to me, it like I feel like we love each other so much that it feels safe for us to go have our fun. And then there I like I I feel so confident that there's no one out there better for him than me. And vice versa. You know, like, I'm not better than everyone, but for him, he's not going to find <laughs> someone that he's like, oh, like, I, you know, I want to be with this person instead of Sadie. I'm moving out. You know, like, we feel so secure in how much we love each other, how much our lives are so aligned. Like, 
the way we want to raise kids, the way we want to have a household, the way we just want to live. Like it's, I'm, it's so aligned. It's so perfect that it's like, and it's so freeing to like be able to just know that like, yeah, if I want to go off on my girls weekend and, and flirt and make out with a guy, no big deal. It's not like, it's just fine. <laughs> Mm-hmm. it's not I don't know it's it's changed the energy in our relationship and of course if you're listening and you're like this you know I'm interested but I don't know if I could do exactly what you do there's so many ways to have open relationships mm-hmm. you you pick your boundaries you pick your rules you make it what it works for you but it's brought such a new level of playfulness and lightness because him and I are both very like free spirits <laughs> just both love connecting with people and we're both flirty and and it's just fine now and for the first time in my entire life I'm like oh I could marry him because every I've always been such a fear of that I'm like I can't be with one person forever and ever and ever that's just not me it's not and it's okay I always thought there's something wrong with me or I was like but I'm like no that's just me and that's okay that's it's totally fine and to now have someone that is in line with that I'm like oh yeah we could have a family we could be together forever because we can also see other people if we want it's like no big deal it's not hurting each other so that's what's new with me (laughs) (laughs) what a roller coaster am I right guys (laughs) and I know a lot of you I think have heard bits and pieces of that because we have been pretty Mm -hmm. open with that journey um and it's been a lot of hard work and yeah there was a lot of pain and resentment and anger and grief between the two of us that was honestly a roller coaster where one month would be great and one month would be bad again um but now i we've really turned a corner recently and everything is just so great i'm so happy i remember there was a a moment where the two of you were going to maybe not Continue. We did break up for one week, and it was the week that my dad came to visit California, and we didn't want to tell him, you know? <laughs> so we were just like, yeah, we're just... We're good. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, we broke up for one week, contemplated finding different places, and then we were like, no, we don't want to break up. We're going to figure this out. I-, I remember in my heart, I was like, I don't think they're going to break up. When I called you and said we're not breaking up or texted you, you were like... I figured. Yeah, it just didn't sit right with me. I was like, oh, they'll they'll figure it out. I don't yeah. know. There's just something um it was it was a really cool moment to be reminded that not everything's black and white. Yeah. And that we can always, you know, do what's what's right for us and what makes us happy. Yeah. Even if other people might not like understand it or There's support no it. Rules. There's no way you have to react or no decision you have to make Mm -hmm. when one thing happens. And yeah, for me, I'm like, you know, doesn't seem like monogamous relationships work for everyone and they haven't worked for me so far. So let's try something different. And him and I agree. We're like, if one of us says, don't want to do this anymore, it'll be no, you know, oh, come on, why not? You know, it'll just be like, okay. Great. And that'll right. be fine. Done. And I feel like there will be moments where we take breaks from being open. I'm like, if I'm pregnant, you're not. <laughs> I'm like, we're closed again <laughs> until, you know, I feel like I, 
so you know we have we've had conversations of like what that's gonna look like in the future and things like that but you can set your own business hours yes (laughs) set your own hours of operation Um, but it's been so great and if anyone wants to chat about open relationships like I really enjoy that Um, maybe we'll chat about it more in the Patreon after this. Oh, yeah. Anyone has questions for me. Um, But yeah, it's been really empowering. It's been really incredible. I will say, once I sort of claimed my power in this sense in our relationship, that's when I started making a lot of money. Oh, I I remember this. It was like lined up immediately. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, everything started flowing in. We've talked about it many times on the podcast that like sex and money are so intertwined and just feeling that freedom and that power and like my yeah it just like it made such a big difference in the flow of abundance in my life so 10 out of 10 would recommend if it's right for you (laughs) and both of both of you you know everyone's got to agree it can't be a one-sided thing where they're like oh right and don't just agree to it if you don't really want it and vice Mm -hmm. versa yeah sadie really wanted it yes Very much. I know. I think um, because Craig talked a little bit about it on Chatty Broads and of course I'm Nosy Nelly and like read some of the comments and someone commented something like, you know, I like like how like I'm just letting having an open relationship so he can continue doing what he's doing. And I'm like, girl, I want to do what I want to do. And like, if he, (laughs) whatever, I'm like, no, 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 this is about me. (laughs) Like, I want to have freedom. Like, I want to, like, no, that's not what this is about, letting him. And I'm just like staying at home. I mean, I am home most of the time. I love being at home. But I'm like, no, 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 this is, I wanted this. I've always wanted this. I was always just too afraid to admit it because I thought I was just of the vast minority, which is still probably the case, but I couldn't believe how many women reached out to me. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel really happy that we were like able to be honest. So I was like, it's okay to live a little differently, whatever that might mean to you. Oh my gosh, the the truth is unveiled in today's episode. Whew, we're gonna be nervous uploading this one. Yeah, that was a lot. I'm proud of you. Thank you. That was beautiful. The tell all. And I just have so much fun with the t- with the two of you together. Yeah. You're such a great couple. And he loves you so much. You know, he really does. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where I'm like, back off a little, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. But he does. He likes really being together. Like when he's home, he's like, he's like, do you want to drive here with me? And I'm like, maybe you could just drive there and come back. It's like a 10 minute thing. He's like, I really want you to ride with me in the car. (laughs) He always just wants me with him. It's very cute. But, you know, he's gone a lot, so I get it. So I, I do go along. Now I don't question. I'm just like, of course, sweetie. Aww. Of course I'll ride with you to the vet for an hour. <laughs> and I could be doing work. <laughs> but it's great. But yeah, so enough about me. Juliet, how did you and Victor meet? And what has been your journey? Well, well, we're out of time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Like, well, folks, uh, (laughs) maybe next week. Um, Victor and I met because his brother and my uh, dear friend at the time were uh, in a band together and they were also dating. Mm. So I went to the Silver Lake Lounge, which I think is closed down now. Mm. But I went to the Silver Lake Lounge and I was there to see my friend and Victor was there to see his brother. And he came up to me. 
and he knew of who I was and I was sitting alone on like a, a bench and this was just to put it into context I was 25 and I was absolutely distrusting of all men like <laughs> zero stay away from me don't talk to me like I had sworn off dating because mm. I had had at that point I mean, I started dating when I was 13, so I had had 12 years of, I would say, 85% really bad experiences, okay? There were a couple sweet guys uh, peppered in there, you know, not to overlook them, but it was the trauma that I held on to. So Victor comes up to me, I've never met this guy, mm-hmm. and he goes, hey, I'm Victor. Uh, I'm Anthony's brother. Do you want to come uh, to the front and stand with me to watch the show? That's such a Victor. Move. I know, and he had his camera. Just the most. If you spend time with Victor, he will make you feel the most welcomed, a part of the a part of the gang. Like, just he's the host with the <laughs> he's most. Like someone's over there by themselves. I better get them out here. And I mean, to the point where sometimes I'm like, we don't have to talk to every person we come across. <laughs> like, we can just buy something at the market and leave. Like, we don't yeah. have to make a friend everywhere. But. <laughs> He really you have enjoys to make that. a friend everywhere. Well, now with the pandemic, I'm like, honey, I don't think she wants to talk. Like, <laughs> back up. <laughs> it's a very sweet quality. So um, in my Juliet 25-year-old fashion, I said, um, I'm good. <laughs> I said, yeah, I'll make my way up there. Like, who are you? Go away. And so... What was your first, like thought or impression where you were like when you walked away after you sent him away were you like hmm that guy was cute or were you kind of just no, like indifferent I didn't care at all I thought <laughs> I thought that guy is probably too friendly or I, I don't remember but I just was like who are you no I'm not gonna go stand next to you so um <laughs> I was a t- I was a tough nut to crack I'll tell you what and I will tell you what. Okay. So, um, you know, then I go up, I stand next to him. We don't really talk. We just both enjoy the show. And then um, I leave. Then another time, um, my friend brought me to uh, karaoke. There's this place mm-hmm. called Los Amigos that has Mexican food and karaoke. And it's a lot of fun. It's in uh, Burbank. And so we went. And that was a night that Victor was there. And How Victor, much later was this? This was maybe like... Weeks, months? Two or three weeks later. Okay. Maybe four weeks. And I show up and, again, could care less. <laughs> <laughs> and Victor has memories of us like arm in arm like singing together and like he knew I was something special and I'm like I don't remember a thing about that not even a little um I remember seeing him there and like going up and performing whatever I sang and then telling my friend I was like okay we're leaving and this was when I did my um Irish goodbyes oh, yep. mm-hmm. so I would just leave and I guess Victor was like where the hell did she go <laughs> I had just left. Um, he probably wanted to like ask you out that night. Perhaps. So then I guess the, the, the weeks following that, anytime my friend was over at their house, he kept saying like, oh, so how's Juliet? Like, what's up with Juliet? And I just would hear about that. And I thought that was so funny because also at the time he had just turned 21. 
Right. So you were kind of like, oh, this this young buck. Like this is not going to happen at all. Um, but it's cute that he's interested in me. Whatever. So <laughs> I still, if he, if we bring him on and we say, tell us about that night at Los Amigos. Well, we will be bringing him on and we will be hearing his side <laughs> of the story. So I can't wait for us both to ask each other's boyfriends. Tell us about the first time you met Juliet. Tell us about the first time you met Sadie. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be like, she was very standoffish. And if any of you meet me somewhere and come up and say hi, I am really friendly. I get shy. I'm like, I'm like, I'm nervous. I was very, if you also, I'm 25 years old. I'm working as a preschool teacher. I don't like it. I'm a nanny and I'm a personal assistant. So I'm and I'm pushing my music career, and I don't trust men. So it just, like, wasn't... You're tired. You're not interested. This show was on, like, a Tuesday night. I'm like, okay, I'll go. (laughs) Like, it was... (laughs) Okay. So um, we had that encounter that he remembers so fondly that I truly, I remember getting a margarita and leaving. <laughs> That's what I remember. But you're like, the night that changed my life and I fell in love with Juliet and Juliet's like, the margarita was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so then, you know, another few weeks go by and my friend and I are hanging out together and she gets a text that um, the boyfriend and the brother okay anthony and victor are at dave and buster's Mm. in hollywood and it was saint patrick's day Mm. and it was after midnight when we got this text and i was like getting ready to just like leave and go home and i don't know if if the heavens above must have said something to me but they said you should go and again for me to go somewhere after midnight yeah. was beyond out of character at the time. Yeah. But I was like, let's just go. And I was joking around. I was like, the younger brother likes me. We'll make his night if I show up. I was just being like silly. So we show up and I don't remember Victor being hammered, but he remembers being extremely inebriated. And um, he, but the the smile on his face when I showed up like, oh. <gasps> Like I was there and he must, I don't know how much money he put on that Dave and Buster's card, but we played games for hours and he won me this big unicorn. And, and at the end of the night, I walked up to Anthony and I said, you know what, your brother, I, I'd go on a date with your brother if he wants to. And she was like, are you serious? He's going to flip out. Are you serious? Are you serious? I was like, yeah, Victor's it's already in love at this point. And so um, the next day they were having like a barbecue at a park or something and so i went and he was showing off big time he was doing back flips and side flips and also very victor energy you know look at this thing i can do <laughs> and <laughs> and that day he walked me to my car and he's like i'd love to get your number and so he got my number um and then just you know fast forward we we sort of start dating and i remember our first date and I remember, again, I had extremely, um, I had, I found like a journal entry or something where I was like, this will be fun for a minute. Like, I truly didn't think that this was like my husband. Fast forward five years. And he will be my husband. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he picks me up and we go to the beach and we're just taking pictures and hanging out and having a great time. And then at one point we start cuddling and we were listening to... Um, Die a Happy Man by Thomas Rhett. I don't know if you've heard that song. It's the sweetest I think, song. I think so. On our first date. And I had this moment of, whoa, 
Mm. Is this the guy? Like, it was this very weird. It was very weird because I was always the girl who was like, he makes me feel like poetry. Like, everything had to be. Like, write a song. Everyone had to be my muse and they had Mm. to be, like, just enough out of reach so that I would, like, pine for them and write all these songs about them. And, And this man showed up with, like, the biggest heart and just the sweetest, best intentions so then I realized, oh, I'm going to, like, be very into this guy. So now I have to, you know, be really clear, which I, I don't know if I recommend doing this or not. But on our second date, we went to get ice cream. And, <laughs> and I said, so I just want to be really clear. Um, I'm looking to, like, get married and have children, which is funny because right now I'm like, oh, that can wait a long time. <laughs> I was like, I'm looking to get married and have children. And you just turned 21. And I, I, you know, why don't we not lock you down? Like, why don't, you know, I I just want to be really clear. You were, what's that, um, (laughs) what's that um, movie where you're like, you're white fanging him. You're like, go on, get, (laughs) be free. (laughs) I was like, honestly, like, you know, I just, I've, I really just want to be like focused on, on me and my goals and all these things. Mm -hmm. And, um, And I would bring that point up a number of times over the first year, probably way more than I needed to. And one time he said, he's like, yeah, have you met you? Like, why would I want to be with somebody else? And I was like, oh, so was there like, did you struggle at all with like, I mean, obviously you were straightforward about that. You were like, oh, we're in different places. But like, what was it like dating someone? What that you're four years apart? Yeah, we're like four and a half. I know now it's like whatever, but at first was it like hard or did you like, I know obviously you sort of had doubts about like, oh, he's not going to be ready when I am. Yeah, it was weird. It was never weird for him because I guess every woman in his family is older than the man. Mm. So it was. Well, he was like, oh, my God, I've got this hot lady older than me. He was. I remember being like, does he know how old I am? And then like come to find out that that was like the biggest turn on that I was older. Yeah. So it works out fine. And I just don't care either way. What I will say is I had always dated guys way older than me, like 16 Mm -hmm. years, nine years. And they always were like, oh, when I was your age. And I was so sick of hearing that. Craig and I are like seven and a half or... Yeah, we're like seven and a half years apart. He's turning 38 this year. Mm-hmm. But you would never know because he's such a kid. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we'll be like, he'll say something. And I'm like, oh, your age just showed. <laughs> but it's nice. And then what's interesting is that Craig and Victor are even farther apart in age. They're almost like 10 years apart. Or no, more? more. More than 10 years apart, They're like right? 11 or 12 years apart. Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah, but they get along but great. Like <laughs> such a, you know, that's what I love about him. He's such a kid, you know? <laughs> so I remember, I remember my grandpa who had zero involvement in my personal life called me one day and was like, Juliet, you need to do the right thing. You got to cut him loose. <gasps> oh! <laughs> As if he was, you know, I don't know. So that oh was God. strange. Um, yeah, it bugged me for a little bit. Because 21 sounded, like, so young at the time. Meeting at that age, yeah. Because it is a big difference. Like, 21, 20, 21, 22 is such a different mm-hmm. energy than when you hit, like, 25 to 30. Yeah. So it was a little strange for me. But the problem was I played hard to get for way too long. So we had been, mm. di- like, in a relationship for six months, and I still wouldn't text him first. Mm. Isn't that insane? 
I would not text him first. And he would test it. He'd be like, okay, I'm testing it. It's 11 a.m. It's noon. It's 1 p.m. 2 p.m. He'd be like, hey, Julia, like, how are you? And I'd be like, I'm great. How are you? Like, immediately. And five, so I, my biggest issue, and it's funny because we've been together for five years, almost five years, which is wild. This past year has been the most fun, the happiest, the best. We moved in together. It was like, every day feels like a holiday. Like, I mean, sometimes we bug each other, but for the most part, we're very, very happy. <laughs> but the first couple years of, of dating me was, I don't know how he got through it because I, I truly like, <laughs> And there were many times when I well, said, we, still healing we should other... just break up. And he'd mm-hmm. be like, no, stop saying that. Aww. I was absolutely healing from stuff. I did not trust him. I was thinking in the car ride over here that one time I saw a black hair tie on his floor, which probably was mine. Yeah. Or his brother's who has very long hair. And I just had a meltdown thinking somebody else had been there and... I just flipped out and this poor baby was like, I didn't do anything. So I was, I was a mess to be with, I would say for the first couple years, cause I, which sounds like a long time, but I just couldn't get past it. Cause in my past, I, it was just liar after liar after Mm -hmm. liar that I just assumed like, that's just the way it is. And I thought that people who appeared happy in their relationships were either settling or hiding something. Mm -hmm. I didn't believe people were actually like over the moon happy with who they were with. So Mm. I had a lot to work through. And I remember when I was in therapy for a while, I would describe it as like, I feel like this very exhausted bird who is flying above the tree and I'm just terrified to land. And so it took me a long time to land. And then when I finally did, it was so amazing and say what was the was there a turning point like something in therapy that you worked through or do you remember like when it shifted for you where you felt safe i remember that when my uh i had my two grandparents pass away like weeks apart in Mm. 2018 and i went into like this huge downward spiral um and it was just so deeply affecting our relationship. I was just so miserable. Mm-hmm. And I got into therapy and then that wasn't enough. And then that's when I, my mom sat me down and was like, you know, there's a reason they make medication. Like you don't, like I know you would like to fix this on your own, but like, you know, everybody in the family takes it. It's genetic, like just, you know, maybe it'll help you. And it, it, that was a turning point. Like that changed my life. And um, accepting help from something. Accepting help. Yourself, yeah. And I remember us right around this time, we like sat at a restaurant like very cordially and ate mac and cheese. And I was like, so do we want to break up? Do we want to figure it out? Like, what's the plan here? And at the end of the day, we both just really love each other and wanted yeah. to figure it out. And so me getting my mental health in order was huge and also I think just time going by because it's like oh it's been two years and you've been extremely like loyal to me I guess I can relax about it Mm -hmm. um yeah we had we had to really we kind of even though we were 21 and 25 we really did kind of grow up together Mm -hmm. over these past five years so I would say like getting the help that I needed yeah 
and just finally deciding, just deciding like, okay, it is safe to trust this man. And if I want the kind of love that I want, I have to trust him mm-hmm. <laughs> or he's going to leave. I mean, I think that's the thing my therapist said. She was like, if you keep pushing this on him, like he's not going to stick around for that much longer. Yeah. And it's so, you know, I mean, I wouldn't want to if somebody constantly was like, you're lying, you're lying. And I was yeah. like, I'm not lying about anything. It's such a testament to the whole, you know, kind of cliche, but we accept the love we think we deserve. Mm. And if someone's trying to give us more love, but we don't think we deserve it, where we're going to push them away and maybe it's not trusting them or mm-hmm. sabotaging ourselves in other ways. But I know that like, that was something that came up in Craig and I's relationship too. Like he just didn't think he deserved a healthy relationship. Wow. Because he had no example of like a quote unquote normal relationship growing up. He didn't really understand. I remember telling him that like, oh yeah, my grandparents are still together and they hold hands when they walk. And he was like, what? Mm. They still hold hands? And I was like, yeah, I mean, if we're going to grow old together, we're still going to be sweet to each other and romantic. And like, that was just a completely new idea to him. Mm -hmm. Um, So that, yeah, like when you got your mental health in order, it was like an act of self-love and you were able to tune into yourself more being balanced in that way and then there you go you were able to accept the love that victor was trying to give you i know which is so much yeah so much he loves you so much no and i love him so much and it it was we went through it you Mm -hmm. know because i was going through it and there were there were some like little adjustments like that we needed to make along Mm -hmm. the way because we just did (laughs) like we had to learn like truly it was our first adult proper relationship yeah so neither of us really had quality experience in that Mm -hmm. so we had to sort of create it and figure it out as we went yeah and i think the best thing that we've ever done was move in together Mm. because sometimes people move in together and they're like oh we are not a match yeah and we moved in together and it, it was like, I, w- I remember trying to explain to him, I was like, when I'm at home, I'm so happy. And so when you're at my home with me that we share, you're going to see this very yeah. <laughs> relaxed, happy side of me. Yeah. Where I'm like silly and I can just be myself and I'm not commuting from the valley all the way out to downtown LA, you know, yeah. four times a week and exhausted by the time that I see you and all these things. And um we've just like built this really sweet life together mm-hmm. but it wasn't without a lot of like healing and and growing shadow work and, and <laughs> a lot of growing pains yeah and he was a real a real champion through it and he was very patient and you know I don't mean to only make me sound like the drag here. I mean, there were some things we had to straighten out with him too, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all like well-meaning things. Like his his stuff has always just been like, "Hi, I know you haven't considered this before. Can you please consider this now?" Or, "Hey, you know, it's it's just been like, you know, please communicate with me," kind of stuff. Mhm. Mhm. But we have a really good relationship now and and I will say your openness in your relationship has inspired me to create a level of openness that I feel safe about. And an example of that that I'll give, and, and to be clear, like we're 
we're, we're pretty close. <laughs> pretty traditional. <laughs> but when we first started dating, it's like, I didn't want to hear that anybody else was attractive. I didn't want to know that you could imagine doing XYZ with somebody else. I didn't want, like, please keep your fantasies out of my face. Like, I was very intimidated and overwhelmed by them. Mm -hmm. And it's been really fun to get into a space now where it's like we can at the very least, which is actually a lot, like talk really openly about stuff. And I always tell him, I say, you know, please, please don't cheat on me. If down the road there's somebody and something comes up, just like, just let's have a conversation before you do anything. (laughs) And maybe just talking about it will get it out of your system. Mm -hmm. You know, I, and I would have never said that years ago. So yeah, there's it, your openness and honesty has definitely impacted and inspired and created more like openness um, in a way that works for me. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what I mean. Like, it, it's so different for everybody, but relationships don't have to look one way. And throughout the course of the relationship, it doesn't have to look one way. It's not like this is the way it is forever and ever with us. Like, this is the first relationship I've been in where like when times got hard, I didn't dip out. Mm. You know, when something went wrong or I got really hurt by something, I wasn't like, guess this means it's not it. See ya. You know, right. and every other relationship, I've always been sort of the runaway girl <laughs> where I'm like, mm, oh, guess, guess not. <laughs> I was on the other end of that. That's funny. I've always been the runaway. I mean, like moving to California, I was running away from somebody basically. Mm-hmm. So you were running to goddess hangs. I was running to goddess hangs. <laughs> I was running away from a lot. <laughs> I just wanted a new life. I wanted a fresh start. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was like one year after my mom had passed that I moved out to California. So I kind of spent my year at home. I went on a backpacking trip to Europe. But I was just, yeah, I was, I was like, I'm not doing well here. I need to try something else. So that's how I made my way to California. That's how I made my way to Craig. And you know what kind of makes me laugh is like, I met you and Craig within a month of each other. And now mm-hmm. you, you both are my whole life. <laughs> I was going to ask, what are your favorite qualities about Craig? And what are your, like, if we were to peek into your house, you know, and be a fly on the wall, what are like your favorite little things that you do together? Mm. So obviously, like our sense of humor together is such a big, hi, Mr. Cat, is such a big thing. Like my number one thing in friendship and relationships with my family even is always just like the sense of humor aspect to it, like not taking life too seriously. Like I always joke that my love language is like getting made fun of or making fun of. Like, Mm -hmm. so we have a lot of like playfulness in our house. But as goofy and weird as Craig is and his public persona, he is so organized. He's such a, like, head of household, like, takes out the garbage and keeps the garage organized and is, like, so helpful with laundry. And I feel like we share the, like, house responsibilities so well. Like, I'm so appreciative of how he cares for his our household I guess Mm. it's it's a big deal like it's hard to have and I tend to get on the messier side so he holds me accountable and I'm like oh I gotta 
keep a certain degree of organization so I don't drive him crazy. So I really appreciate him about that. It's a big deal to me. Um, Obviously, like, his belief in me and also the way that he just is so quick with his, like, words of, like, being proud of me, the way he's affectionate. Like, there's no, there's no, never a moment for me to be, like, does he love me? Because he's just always oh. so present and there for it, you know? He's also really communicative. Like, he's very... When he's feeling bad, he'll be like... Like, we have a different sort of love language. Like, when I'm feeling bad, I kind of want, like, alone time. When he's feeling bad, he's like, I don't want you to say any words to me. I want you to give me a hug and a kiss. Like, he's very good at communicating, like, what he needs. And I'm getting better at listening. <laughs> Because I'm like, what do you mean? That's not what I do when I'm sad, you know? Um, So, yeah, we have a very balanced household. If you were a fly on the wall, you'd probably see us laughing really hard. And I don't know. He just takes such good care of me. Like, you know, it feels good to feel safe, like, being in my feminine and, like, allowing someone to take care of me in Mm -hmm. a lot of senses, like... Yeah. I love that. And what about you, Victor? What was it? And my favorite qualities that he yeah, has? Yeah, and like um, a fly oh, on the wall too. in your home. Okay, I'll start with fly on the wall. Um, we're very goofy and silly at mm-hmm. home. I'm always... We, we talk in a very specific yes. dialect to each other <laughs> <laughs> that I invented and he adopted. <laughs> so we're always like... <laughs> are you hungry <laughs> like we have this very funny way that we talk and we always say like if we broke up and started dating new people and just started talking like that and it was like, like no they'd be like hello deal breaker what are, what are you doing <laughs> they'd be like get out of my apartment um <laughs> we talk in our silly way we do an activity called research things and learn oh where we <laughs> Where we sit, we cuddle next to each other quietly, and he has his iPad, and I have my phone or my laptop, and we like learn things randomly. Love that. Um, he's always cooking, and I like eating everything he makes because I don't really cook anything at all. And we go out a lot. He likes to be out, mm-hmm. so it's usually him driving a hundred percent of the time, and me in the passenger seat being dragged wherever Riding he wants to go. on the adventure. Yeah. Love that. That's like our, our day-to-day. And then his qualities. Um, the list is very long. He's extremely affectionate. He's very patient, very loving, very forgiving, very funny. And, you know, he can, like I said, he can make friends with anybody. Mm-hmm. He wants everybody to feel like the most special, important person in the world. He's such a family guy. Mm-hmm. And I love that about Craig too. He spends all he really prioritizes time with his family mm-hmm. and it's very sweet. And he's just been like so supportive. Like he's seen me completely you know do a f- big change in my life in terms of career and how I spend my time and who I am now and I dress differently than we met and I yeah I was gonna say we both were completely completely different different people people. we both have partners that were so there for the expansion and the growth a lot of times I think when people go on the journey we've been on together they go through breakups because their partner Mm -hmm. 
just like whoa this is what i signed up for or something and i think that's something i'm grateful that we both have partners that were like oh my god cool yeah hell yeah like go do your thing ladies Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's so funny he's like i don't get it but you go girl (laughs) you know and we're it's it's been we've really done a lot Mm -hmm. like together and, and for each other and it's fun to think about one day getting married and one day having kids because even this is kind of special this is what i'll end it on even when we were going through some difficult times and of course it wasn't like misery for two years he he would not have stayed with me and vice versa it was just there was an an over an undertone of that yeah me dealing with my stuff um even when things were really hard i felt my kids Mm-hmm. saying no 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 this is our dad that's what i felt you like gotta too. figure and it I out kept telling like some of my friends i was like i know that this sounds weird but i have to have a kid with him and they were like sadie i know you think you're psychic but you can't stay because you think you're like they're like everyone has a fantasy of having a child with someone and then it's hard to let that go and i was like this is different no, it's different there's a, something special about the child that we're gonna have together and i can't have a child i was like it has to be greg and then i like that really was strong with me, even at my most miserable. Me too. Even when I was like, I want to run away. I want to go. It was like my intuition was so strong. And it was like, you're going to get through this. Do not do that. Whoa. <laughs> that, I would have that too. And they, it, would, it would be like, this is, this is the father of your babies. Mm-hmm. So you got to get it together, girl, and figure it out. What because have, he's wonderful. Yeah. And you're literally creating problems where there are no problems Mm -hmm. in my situation so (laughs) i had real big problems there was a thing but but. i would have meditations where the baby would come to me i had so many visions of this and i would be bawling crying because i was like i it's not that i don't want you but things are really hard right now and i don't know if i can do this i don't know if i'm capable of this level of forgiveness which i am shout out to me she Fuck did yeah, that was a lot. you did it i was like <laughs> if i can forgive that i can forgive fucking anything not an invitation for more things to forgive i'm just saying <laughs> go me um but i it was so emo- like yeah like this baby kept visiting me and i was just like god damn it i gotta have this kid i feel like i'm gonna ha- we both feel like we're gonna have sons yeah and i feel like i'm gonna have a son who sings because anytime i see a, a young boy under the age of 13 mm-hmm. with like a powerful singing voice and it's always a boy i lose my mind you know the little the little boy that sings in the greatest showman like that's one the song. song i'm referring to when oh my god i like i can't stand it i can't wait to watch your son sing i just um, feel like he's gonna be a singer craig keeps talking about that he keeps seeing our daughter and i'm like i keep seeing our son which we could have a daughter and a son i think you're gonna have a wild girl I know. I think it's yeah. Well, Craig was a completely insane child. So I'm gonna have my hands full. I, you and I were the crazy look in their eyes, just like ah. You like, and I were like obedient, a, yeah, calm, followed mommy. Yeah, I didn't like breaking rules. I did. I was very. I was a very big tomboy when I was a kid. I had a phase where I like wouldn't wear any girl clothes. Me too, for a couple of years. Really? Yeah. Like, I wanted to be a boy. Grade. Like I just. I don't know because I had two brothers and. My, I just, my dad is the coolest, but I just thought my dad was the coolest. I oh. wanted to be like him. I remember my parents had to sit me down and be like, Sadie, you can't walk around without your shirt on anymore outside because <laughs> I was starting to go through puberty. 
<laughs> oh no and they were like it's gonna be in the next year or so that like you can't do that so let's stop now i like loved walking around with no shirt on outside oh my gosh when i was my basketball shorts three or four i remember my grandma being like you need to wear a shirt but my boy cousin wasn't and it was so confusing to me and i remember i think that was the first moment that i felt i didn't feel shame about my body but i recognized that having this body meant different things but then then a couple years later i was the girliest girl so i was all over the place i know i definitely had my um i'll save the basketball court at recess Mm -hmm. you know put your foot in each thing and it was like sorry claimed it i uh (laughs) i cried because my dad wouldn't let me join tackle football like real football with the pads and devastating and he was like see you're crying because I won't let you. This is exactly why you can't join because you'll end up crying. And I was like, I was so pissed off. Ooh. It wasn't his best moment. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I think all dads have a few not great moments. Yeah, but um, so I did not join tackle football. Pop Warner, we called it. I wanted to so Pop bad. Warner? Yeah. Pop Warner football. Pop Warner. I don't know, in Wisconsin, it's just... Now it's something different, but it was Pop Warner football was, like, the kids' football league. Oh, oh like, like, Little League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It was called Pop Warner. I'm like, why have I Anyone never Anyone else from sport? Wisconsin, tell me if that was... I don't know if that was just the my central Wisconsin area or, or what, but it was Pop Warner. The guy... I think it's the guy's name. The girls on The Bachelor this week were playing tackle football, and... It, Synchronicity. I'm going to be honest, I was not envious I did not yeah. want to do it. It looked very I, painful. I don't want to anymore, but I wanted to at that time, and I was very mad. Ugh. Also, at the same time, I was in ballet lessons <laughs> and, like, very committed to my dance career. So I was, again, very both both ways. And I was like, Dad, if I drop this one dance class, then I can go to football practice. I'll make my – I wanted to do it all. Like, uh, I, I and didn't And now you do. Now, now you do I it do. all. She does it all. <laughs> do it all. Oh my gosh. Well, we are, I think, over our time by <gasps> a few minutes. So we'll have to wrap up this episode. Wrap up. Make sure that you check out our Patreon, New and Improved. Mm-hmm. Enter the Goddess Hangs Mansion with us. We're so excited to invite more of you into the Coven and the BFF Hangout. Um, as always, we have our Intuitive Magic Oracle deck. We're wearing our gorgeous jewelry collab without Charmed. Ooh. The link is always in our show notes. We've got our bracelet, our witch and our goddess necklaces, our magic charm ring. We love matching. We've also got really cute hats. Um, a new bucket hat now too, if you bucket wanna hats. rep your title as witch or goddess and rep the Goddess Hangs brand. And um, Quantum Goddess, I don't know when this releases, if we'll have spots left. As of this moment, which we're recording on Wednesday, there are four spots left. Mm -hmm. Um, Go check out our Instagram and see if those spots are available. Yes. We're so excited to work with the Quantum Goddesses that have signed up. I I can't wait. I'm like, dang, we shouldn't have made it start in March. I want to start now. I know, I know. We need some time to prep anyway. So we're so excited (laughs) to welcome, shout out to our Quantum Goddesses who have invested in themselves and will be working with you. We can't wait. And make sure, oh, so we're going to be doing two very special episodes. One episode, I, Sadie Olson, will be interviewing our favorite couple, Juliet Piper and Victor Salazar 
And on another episode, Juliet will be interviewing me and Craig. Mm -hmm. So make sure you're following us on Instagram because we are going to be putting up uh, a a question box for a Q&A. So if you want to mm-hmm. ask your burning questions to Julia and Victor and to me and Craig, make sure you're on our Instagram at Goddess Hangs. Also follow me. I am at I am Sadie Olson. I'm at Juliet.Piper. And we can't wait to hang out with you next week. <gasps> Bye! Bye.